You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Podcast. This is Kelly Henderson, and I am here with one of my best friends, Andy Saltiras. Hello. Hi. She, okay, she is one of the most badass stylists, probably I would say in America. This is a bold statement. I'm going to say the universe, <laughs> but... Oh! <laughs> I forget Just that other kidding. countries have stylists. Other planets. <laughs> I feel like I want to brag on you so bad, but Annie gets super uncomfortable. You yeah, I'm already this. uncomfortable. <laughs> so I'm just going to list a couple of her clients. This, These are people you told me you worked with like this week, right? So I can just say those? Yes, it's fine. I just, I feel like kind of like a tool listing my clients. Fair enough. You know, but yes, you can say who I've been working with recently. So she, this week, has worked with Justin Timberlake, Rob Lowe, and Chris Pratt. Correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you guys can get the picture, those are three top names in Hollywood. And she's kind of a badass. We know each other through Dirks Bentley. Thank yes. God for Dirks. Love Dirks. I mean, what would we do without him? But we met, how many years ago was that? Like seven years? How long? Yeah, I was think? just talking about this with someone. I think it's six or seven years. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So Which she has flown by. It's seriously flown by. She's been Dirks' stylist for that long. And we were... We met. I remember meeting you. Me too. The first in Austin. job. Wait, yeah, it was in Austin. It was in Austin. It was the windiest job we've ever done, yep. which was super stressful for me. I'm Darks's groomer, and that situation was terrible. Remember the hair? I was yeah. so stressed out the whole time. He kept trying to block the wind. That was his album cover. Yep. So that was our first meeting, and I mean, I feel like it's been a love story ever since. I fell in love with <laughs> Kelly immediately. And vice versa, <laughs> vice versa. But if you want to know more about Annie, you can Google her, because I did this. Did you know you, you have did? an I, I, Did you know you have an IMDB page? It can't be accurate. Well, okay. I'm not, I, no, I didn't know that. I think that it is accurate, and the reason I say that is when you get on the page, it first talks about maybe a couple films you've worked on. It talks about the stuff you've done with Madonna, which really? is true, correct. Okay, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, correct. But then the first headline, you're going to die. There's a headline? The headline, like, it has movies and, like, clips, and then it goes down into the headlines and news stories, and the first... First headline is, Chris Pratt has his man boobs blow-dried. Oh my god, what? (laughs) You don't remember this? His man boobs? You don't remember this? He posted that? No, I know I was drying his armpits. I know, but it says man boobs. I'm like, first of all, Chris Pratt does not have man boobs. Absolutely not. No, he's so hot. Um, But second of all, that's the article. That's your body of work. So who puts together that IMDb page? Not somebody very intelligent. It can't be anyone who knows me personally. Definitely not. They have not interviewed you at all. Thank you for alerting me, first of all, because I had no idea that I even had an IMDb page. I didn't either. Well, the cool thing about you, this is one of the coolest things about Annie to me, is she works with all these huge celebrities She's an amazing, amazing stylist, and she does not even have a social media page. Well, no, 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 I'm sorry. You have one. 
Well, I have an Instagram account. I just like not really being present on it at all. Yeah. But the funny thing is that I have followers, you know. You totally have followers. And actually, if you search the tag Annie Saltires, which I'll, I'll put her name in my blog because none of you will ever guess how to spell it. Right. But if you search your tag, it's all these pictures of you, like that Justin post or like other uh-huh. clients of yours. And they tag you, but you haven't posted, <laughs> which to me is super endearing. And it just, it speaks a lot to your character because you really don't care what people think. You just do what you love. That's exactly right, Kelly. That's my motto. <laughs> That's your motto in life. <laughs> That's my life, my life hack. <laughs> Did you always know you wanted to be a stylist? Was that like something you grew up wanting to know or wanting to do? Well, I kind of grew up doing it in a way because I didn't go to college I'm not recommending that to any young people listening okay but um when I graduated high school about 100 years ago in the 90s um I graduated high school in 1994 just to give you some context okay and when I graduated high school I really didn't want to go straight to college I just really wanted to sort of start my life and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do another four years of school I just wanted to kind of get into the workforce and get my own apartment. I just kind of wanted to be independent and just, like I said, start my life. So I said, well, I didn't want to totally disappoint my parents. Yeah. I wasn't ready to completely disappoint them. So I said, well, I'll just take a year off, you know. So in that year off, I I went to um, Santa Monica City College, okay. which was just literally to only appease my parents. I took English Jazz appreciation and ceramics. Wow. Yep. That sounds like a really nice first quite, year of college. Quite the curriculum. <laughs> yeah, quite the curriculum. Um, but in the meantime, I got a job. I told everyone I knew that I wanted to start working, and I was always sort of artistically inclined. I kind of debated going to art school. Yeah. Um, but my sister, I grew up in Los Angeles, so growing up in Los Angeles, you're just surrounded by the entertainment industry even if you don't try I mean I didn't grow up connected by any means my Mm -hmm. parents are from Greece they don't they're not in the business at all but my sister had a friend whose husband was an art director and he designed sets and did art direction for music videos and commercials and it was the 90s so it was like the golden age of music videos I did a lot of music videos and And she said yeah and um so this woman said, well, my husband's looking for an assistant, so, you know, maybe you should meet him. And, I, you know, I was really young. I was just out of high school. And um, I started working for him and doing scenic painting and making props and um, working on music videos. I'm trying to think of some... Did you ever work on a white snake video? Okay, that's that all that's that a I little, think about. <laughs> that's a little before my time. Uh, okay, that was what eighties. For some reason, when I think of the epic days of music videos, yes. white snake is like the first thing that always comes to mind. I wish I could say that I worked in a white snake video, but I did not. I was still in high school then. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I just aged you. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, so I worked, I did that for a few years, and then I saw what the stylists were up to, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I think I'd be really good at that. I was always sort of the friend that would help you with your prom outfit or, okay, you know, but that kind of thing. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Because I think that that is fascinating, because I have personally never seen you in a dress. Like, let's right. talk a little bit about your style, because as a stylist, 
I think people imagine that you would be over the top and always dressed like, uh, what's the word? To the even? nines. Just, and I mean, super kind stylish of to the and... nines, but like, yeah, just like super trendy mm-hmm. and pushing all the the barriers of fashion. Well, there's a lot of stylists like that who right. look amazing and they're super cool. So, how do you describe your style then? Oh, my style is. <laughs> You can describe it using two items of clothing, mm-hmm. jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My style is really, really simple. Yeah. Um, I think it might have to do with the fact that I went to Catholic school and I wore a uniform every day. Oh, yeah. Which I loved. And when we had a free dress day, it was really exciting because then you got to choose whatever you would wear, you know? Right. So I really did, like, put thought into my outfit. Um, but ultimately, I really, really enjoyed that uniform vibe, and I kind of... You kind of operate that way I now. I operate that way now. I didn't even think about that, but that's a really... You have your uniform. I mean, you you switch a variation. You always have a really good pair of jeans, though. Mm-hmm. I've got a few good pair of jeans. A really good fitting t-shirt. Yep. Mostly a vintage t-shirt. Mm-hmm, I also mm-hmm. dabble in that vintage t-shirt. Very area. much so. And you'll do a really good pair of boots. I will sometimes. Today I'm wearing Red Wings. Very stylish. I like vintage military boots. I also live in, like, really comfortable Nikes. This is true, yes. Because working, you know, my I work really long hours. Right. And so I have to be, I basically have to be really comfortable. That's yeah. the only thing I really care about. So a lot about function. Yes. Every single thing I wear is very functional. So you were saying that... When you first got your start, you got you worked for this guy in the art department. You saw the stylist. Mm-hmm. And then what was your first styling job? Like, how did you transition into that? So I told everyone I knew, I want to work with stylists. I'll work for free. I'll do any job. I just want to assist stylists. I was probably 20 years old, 20, 21. So I told everyone I knew, if you hear of anyone who needs an assistant or needs any sort of styling help, I will do it. Yeah. And so people introduced me. I had a couple of really great mentors. Well, the first the first job I ever did doing clothing was a short film that a friend of mine was doing, a friend of a friend. And he said, I really need someone to do the costumes. And he was just kind of like a hipster. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was doing this short film, and he said, you know, I need someone to do the costumes. Have you done costumes? And I said, uh-huh. Of course, I had never. Yeah, never. Never. <laughs> I didn't even know, like, how to do it or yeah. where to start or where to get clothes. But I just kind of figured it out, and it was really a crash course. Which, by the way, every job I do, even to this day, is figure it out. Where is it going to come from? What does this client need? Where am I going to get it? How do I right. get it? Of course, this was literally before the internet. Yeah, what did you do? Pull out an encyclopedia? Girl, I pulled out like the freaking yellow pages. No, I'm not kidding. Like, oh my God. Like, the internet may have existed, but only like NASA used it. You know, it was not like you could just Google (laughs) where to get a pair of shoes or a or um, you know, like a uniform or some like a nurse costume or, you know, you couldn't even. I didn't even know what to do. At your house before you left because you didn't have a cell phone. Hell no, I didn't have a cell phone. I think I may have had a pager. I was gonna say, did you have a pager? A beeper? No, I remember like this this short film that I did. It required a nurse's uniform, that's why I said nurse. And I was like, where am I gonna get a a nurse's uniform? And I went to like a uniform store and I said, Can I rent a nurse's uniform? And they were like, sweetheart, we don't rent things, you buy things here and I had to go outside and I went to the payphone and there was a giant yellow pages hanging from it and I went into the yellow pages and looked up uniforms and 
some kind soul finally said to me, like, I think you're what you want is a costume house that rents for movies. Yeah. I said, yes, that's what I want. So then I flipped to a different page and found, like, you know, costume houses where you can rent costumes for movies. And, I mean, I literally just learned a little bit at a time. Every time. Uh, learned everything the hard way, basically. Yeah. I think that's what's so interesting about both of our jobs is every job is so different. Every client is so different. Every situation is different. Everyone's needs are different. 100%. Even what we were talking about in Austin, it was like the weather conditions, Mm -hmm. for instance. I mean, those are not things that... I don't think I had been in a situation before that to anticipate something like that. Sure. So you, but you, once you experience it, you learn and you do different the next time or whatever. Yeah. So that's so interesting to me. I didn't even know this about you that you didn't go to you didn't go to school. You just started working. Right. right so I took a year off, quote unquote. Right. And I remember my my measly little class load suffered the jazz class. so badly actually <laughs> the jazz appreciation yeah. class was awesome but I didn't even do that well because I remember I had to miss the final because I wow. had to work like I was already working yeah and I was so into my job and just loved it so much and in our business you have to take especially at that time I was so young I took every single job that came my way and sometimes right. they come at the last second so you have to drop everything and just do everything. it and so I missed so much school <laughs> because I was Your working. ceramics were not up to par of it. Oh, my God. For, <laughs> actually, I made the most amazing shoe out of clay. It was mm. an Adidas shell toe. Again, the 90s. It was an Adidas shell toe. Shell I'm going to take toe. a picture of it and send it to you. You're going to oh be God. super I'll impressed. i put it in the blog. I was so really, no, I, I was good at it, but I remember, like, I got an A on that, but then I got, like, an F on the next project because I wasn't you there. Just missed it. I just missed it all together, you know, so... <laughs> So, you know, it became pretty clear to me that my calling was not school. My calling was just to get out there in the workforce and start my life, which I did. And I'm really glad I did. So this is something else I think you brought up that's really interesting is that you worked for free for a while. Like, people Mm -hmm. always ask me, how did you get your start? And it's hard for me to remember sometimes because I remember at the beginning I got an assistant position, probably, like, similar to what you got. Mm -hmm. And... You just start busting your ass. Like That's right. I, I was making no money. Mm-hmm. I was answering phones at a wrestling company to pay my bills. I know. I love that story. <laughs> and then I would get these jobs, and you just, like you said, figure it out as you go. So yeah. how long did you kind of work for free before you got – when did you get your first, like, real gig that you were like, okay, maybe this is going to happen? Do you remember? <sighs> Well, I spent the first year, I was still living in my parents' house, and maybe one out of every, well, maybe two out of every ten jobs I took, I would get paid a few hundred dollars. Right, like it wasn't like you were making bank on these uh, jobs. No, I was not making bank, <laughs> but I didn't need a lot. I was really young. Yeah. So I saved money, Okay. and my goal was to get an apartment, mm-hmm. and I actually ended up moving into an apartment with my boss at the time, Tim, the guy who gave me the job, who was the art director, and his girlfriend. And I lived in a room. My rent was $250 a month. Wow. In L.A., that's, like, crazy. Again, long time ago. Yeah, true. Um, (laughs) Now that would be, like, $2,000. Right, right. My little shoebox would have been, like, $2,500. And I didn't need a lot. You know, I was just happy to just have my, my little room and... You know, I ate cereal and top ramen and... Oh, my God, ramen. I mean, I still do that once in a while. Maybe once a year. <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just 
hustled and scraped by. You know, I was, I'm proud to say that I never really had to ask anyone for help. And Mm -hmm. I just did what I had to do. You know, I just took like even low paying jobs. You get five low paying jobs. It amounts to a little something. And, you know, I didn't spend any money on clothes. I, every single thing I bought was from a thrift store, which was cooler anyway. I was going to say, that's your style anyway. That's, that's my style anyway. Yeah. Like I, like you said, I live in vintage t-shirts and right. I have three pair of jeans that I rotate and that's right. the way I like it anyway. Right. Um, so I just made it work. When would, when, or what was, I guess would be the question, what was your first gig that you've really felt like, okay, I'm a stylist or I'm starting to move in that direction of making this a career well okay so I started assisting people I had some really great mentors some of them taught me a lot about how to do my job some taught me a lot how to not do my job (laughs) Um, but I had one um, mentor named Ariane Phillips who's a huge stylist and costume designer like Oscar nominated costume designer and a stylist how and did you meet her? Just through the so, grapevine? you know, thing? it's like this job is like you meet one person yep. and they introduce you to one person. Yep. And then that person says, oh, you need to meet this person. Mm-hmm. Then you meet this person and they say, meet that person. So um, I worked with a producer on a music video, a Casey and JoJo music video. Oh, my God. I used to love Casey yes, and girl. JoJo. And he was Do the producer. Do you remember what video? <sighs> I'm sorry. You just gave me such a flashback. I used to God, drive around in my Ford Explorer where I had a Zach Morris, like, I was phone in the middle of it. I thought I was so cool, and I would jam out to Casey and JoJo. They were good. So good. I can't believe you worked on a video. Okay. I worked on a few of their videos. I, I cannot remember a single name yeah. of any. If you gave me multiple choice, I could figure it out. But anyway, the producer on one of their videos was this um, nice guy named Jim, and he, I just got to talking to him one day, and, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, I really want to one day assist Ariane Phillips. And he said, oh, my God, she's my roommate. No. Okay. Because there was like a short list of stylists yeah. that I really admired and she was on the list. Yeah. And so we got to talking and I told him, you know, she was on my list. And he said, oh my God, I'll introduce you to her. So he did and we hit it off and she hired me and I worked mm-hmm. as her assistant for a long time. And that was like my master's program. Really? You know, working with her. She works with a lot of big people. We worked with Madonna. Madonna. Oh and, my gosh. And, uh... Justin Timberlake hired her okay. to style him okay. when he broke this out is, from NSYNC this and was like, doing his own thing. Okay, so this is like his first album First after. album cover, yeah. Okay. So he hired Ari, and I was assisting her. And, you know, she was super duper busy. She has the list of her A-list clients is like, you know. So long. <laughs> it's yeah. just too long to even name. So. I ended up taking on a lot of the responsibility with Justin and traveling with him when he was Mm -hmm. doing album promotion. And, you know, I would be on set with him if she had to go somewhere else. And, um, you know, eventually she kind of got a little too busy to to be his... I mean, he had so much going on. Mm -hmm. He was, like, exploding. He he hit it so hard. He hit it so hard. He had so much going on. He needed so much styling. And eventually, I mean the level of generosity of this woman she basically said if you need to, if you want to style him go ahead wow i mean really magnanimous of her most yeah. people would not do that no. you know especially so, for someone who's exploding yeah. because that's as as a freelance person like we are when you see someone's career taking off you want to stick with them yes. because that means consistent work for you and it's it's just going to keep coming you got to roll with it yeah i mean 100% so that was amazing 
And so didn't you, at that point, when she kind of handed him over, you went on the road with him, I right? went on the road with him, yeah. I went on tour with him yeah. on his first tour. And we were traveling, doing all kinds of, you know, album press and going to all these different countries. And and it was such a great time. And it just kind of happened really naturally that I yeah. made the transition to styling him. And so I've what, been working with him, like, on and off ever since. I mean, that was... Oh, my gosh. How what, many years 2001, yeah. 2002? Still my favorite Justin album. <laughs> Such a great album. <laughs> so good. Okay, so earlier today, I posted on Instagram and asked some of my followers, like, what do they want to know from you? Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you some of those questions. Okay. Okay. So, okay, this one I love because I think this is probably, I'm sure you have a funny story, but what's the most awkward situation you've been in while styling a celebrity? Well, okay, I remember one time a long, long time ago Mm -hmm. when I was assisting Ariane Phillips. Okay. And we were on a promo tour with Madonna. Okay. Who I adore, by the way. Okay, can you, wait, I need to pause before you answer the question. I need to know a little more about Madonna. Is this, like, an amazing... She's awesome. She's, like, an icon. She's so awesome. Is she as brilliant creatively as I think she is? Probably more. Really? Is she just a badass that works all the time? Beyond badass. I mean, badass does not even suffice. Wow. She's a boss for sure. Yeah. Super smart, creative. She's one of the smartest people you would ever meet. Yeah. She's just the best. Yeah. Okay, continue. I adore her. So, anyway. so you're with Ariane. Or well, no. I had just started Sorry. working with them. Okay. With Ariane and Madonna. And okay. we were on this promo tour. I was very young. Yeah. I literally had just started. I was, like, very green to style. Okay. I had a little experience, but not a ton of experience. Yeah. And I was in a situation where Madonna wanted to try something on and Ari wasn't around. So okay. I had to settle the clothes out myself. Okay. And I was terrified because I wanted to do a good job, you of course. know. And, you know, I set everything up and... I was trying to, like, think one step ahead of everything, and I wanted to do, like, a really amazing job. And she walks in the room. She says, "Um, okay, where's the mirror? And it was like, you know when you're experiencing something shock, you're experiencing something shocking, and, like, a wave, like, a rush of fear just, it starts at your forehead and goes all the way down to your toes. I'm nodding my head because yes, and you're like, uh, 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 but you There's can't no act like you mirror. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Your and insides and your outsides have to look completely different in that scenario. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're like, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. Yeah. Anyway, I forgot the mirror. And I remember saying to her, like, I'm so sorry. There's not a mirror in her yet. That was an oversight on my part. And she said something like, yeah, I'll say. Oh, I mean, and she was right, you know, and, and, and you know, I remained calm okay. and I figured it out yes. and, you know, she was really cool about it, but it was like a really tense moment there for a second. So how could she, how did she even try on clothes if she couldn't see them? Well, she couldn't. We oh. had to like, she had to go back out and do her sound check and then come back later. And it was, you know, I, I did not, I, I, I'm wasting this woman's time. It's freaking yeah. Madonna, you yeah. know? And, you know, thank God she was great about it. But. Oh, my God. Yeah, Madonna's not the person that I want to be on my own with for my first job. Like, that is like... I mean, I was just very green, and, you know, I was just trying... She could see that I was trying really hard. Yeah. And so, of course, that... That was very kind of her to be chill about it. Well, all these years later, we still work together sometimes. Yeah, so. so you must have done something right. Yes. Okay, what's your... I love this one. What's your biggest pet peeve on the red carpet? Oh, so many, oh my Kelly. God. You and I talk all day about this. Oh, it's all we talk about. 
Every red carpet is like our gossip set. Oh my god, all we do is sit there and judge everyone. I know, it's really rude of us. Um, but, but, but here's the more. thing, you know, everyone's working hard and everyone's doing their best. So true. And everyone's wearing what they is what what makes them happy, which is great. Right. Um, that's true. As long as you feel good, that's really what red carpet and stuff should be about. The only thing that really upsets me is when things don't fit properly. Okay. Like, even if something's, like, a crazy outfit that I would never yeah. choose for my yeah. clients or, you know, if it's something really wackier out there. If someone's owning it, that's awesome. Totally. If it doesn't fit right, that's not okay. Okay. So the tailoring, that's a big thing, though. It's all about tailoring. Yeah. So, okay, this one is, uh, oh, this one's really good. How do you stay stylish on a budget? I think that's really easy, you actually. Do? I think it's easier. Tell me more. Then I actually think it's easier to be stylish with very little budget than with, like, all the money in the world, in a way. I guess you did mention thrift stores earlier when you were talking about when you were broke starting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what else? Um, first of all, you could go to Top Man and get the coolest outfit ever yeah. for yourself. I love Top Man. I love Top Man. Well, and there's Topshop for girls. Of course, Topshop for girls. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this is more, my, our conversation is more skewed toward men right. because that's what I do. But, right. Um, Topshop's great too, though. Topshop's awesome for girls, I think. I don't know. Yeah. But I assume <laughs> you're like, I don't wear it. But, <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. It's great. But if you want to be stylish, I mean, first of all, style is mostly about fit and proportion more than mm-hmm. anything else. If you're a guy and you want to look cool, Get like the get a great T-shirt that fits you properly, and a couple great pair of jeans, and Chuck Taylors, and you have a good outfit. I mean, you can keep your style really, really simple. So true. Just keep it simple. There really is no other staple to me that's more important than a really good pair of jeans. Because how many times do you wear this over and over and over, and it works in so many different ways? Yep. If you have a good pair of jeans, you can wear with a t-shirt or you can wear with a nice blazer. And, yeah. You know, I just think if you want to have a good stylish closet, you really only need like five things. You don't need to be super on trend or wearing exactly what's in right now. You can have a few of those things and I think those things are good, but who can keep up with that? Who no, wants to keep up with that? Especially if you're a guy. Right. So it's more about keeping it simple and just finding really good stuff, like good t-shirts, basics. Make sure that that stuff fits you properly. Right. If it fits you properly, people are going to think you look good and they won't even realize why. Yeah. It's just, if you wear an outfit that fits you properly, it's going to be pleasing to the eye. That's a really good In general. Yeah. I never thought about that. And so don't be afraid to wear clothes that fit you. Okay. Okay, that's a really good one. Guys get afraid sometimes to wear clothes that fit them. Especially tight jeans. I watch you battle with a lot of clothes. (laughs) But whenever they get on, I'm like, oh my God, you look so hot. Right. They literally do. That's the biggest thing is you always convince Dirks, for instance, to put on a tighter, a little bit of a tighter. And he has a great figure. Like, he works out all the time. Yeah. So he should be wearing tight jeans. I know all the women appreciate you. (laughs) You're welcome, ladies. Yeah. Okay. But sometimes it just takes people a minute to adjust to something new, especially of guys. Course. You know, they get really comfortable wearing a certain thing. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's it's nerve wracking to wear something different, yeah. and then people notice. And sometimes, even if they're complimentary, it's still embarrassing. It's like, oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, this one's hilarious. Okay. This just goes to show how much, well, one, that I talk about this on my Insta stories, and two, that my followers just know me. And <laughs> this is what they asked. You're going to appreciate this. Okay. Have you ever styled Taylor Kitsch? And uh. do you think that he and I would be a match made in heaven? And then they said, and then if so, tell her to set you up on first <laughs> If I could, I would, Kelly, I, mean, I swear. Well, the thing that's so funny about all this, and I don't think people understand, I've told this story a little bit, but do you remember we just did these movie promos yes. with Dirks? Yes. So when we were with Dirks, when was this? Less than six months ago. Yeah. For the movie Only the Brave, mm-hmm. he wrote the song for it. Taylor Kitsch is in this movie. Yes. So we were on every red carpet with him. Yes. You knew his groomer. Yes. I've, I've never, st- to answer your question, I've never styled him. No. I actually don't know who his stylist is. They do a great job. Yeah, he always looks awesome, and um, I am friends with his groomer, Christine Nelly, and she adores him. She says he's the nicest guy ever, right. and what I wouldn't give to hook him up with you, Kelly. The thing is, is I actually don't know if I ever want to meet him. We've talked about this. It's kind of that thing where you're like, right. I like to have a crush, and I need yes. my celebrity crush, and actually being in the close vicinity with him, I was like, oh, I gotta go. Like, right, I right. actually meet him. It's well, it's not- a very unnatural way to meet someone. Yeah, oh, right. I mean, in my work, like, you know, ready to work, and he's on the red carpet. It was just not the right It's situation. awkward. I mean, think about Taylor. He he's When he walks into a room, everyone knows who he is. Everyone wants to talk to him. Yeah. And up walks Kelly. He doesn't know who she is, but no. she knows who he is. Right. It's awkward. It's very awkward. I actually don't know anything about who he is. I know everything about who Tim Riggins is. Which Wait, is who's Tim Riggins? The character that I'm in love with on oh. Friday Night Live. <laughs> So that just goes to show you why I don't think I really actually want to meet Taylor. Right. Like, Can you just be Tim Riggins? <laughs> That's not fair to Taylor. No. It's you don't want to have unfair he's expectations. He's amazing, but he's not going to be Tim Riggins. <laughs> he's never going to be Tim Riggins, Kelly. No. Okay, so just to close out, I have this segment I like. I'm kind of wanting to start with this podcast where... I basically, listening to your story and your life, I mean, it's so exciting. It's so glamorous. You work with Justin Timberlake, Madonna, all these celebrities. Um, But you and I talk about this all the time because as glamorous as everything seems or as much as social media, which you're not on, but most people are, can make life seem, there's just so much more. And there's so much more going on. And something that I have experienced with you because we've known each other so long was you're battle with cancer last year Mm -hmm. and that was a huge shock and wake up for all of us and so I just kind of wanted to get real for a moment and talk just a little bit about reality and life and how in the midst of all this glamorous amazing stuff how you balance it all and how you kind of bring it back around full circle to really focus on growing and becoming a better person because I know that's what's like really important to you too. So, okay, talk us through the whole thing that happened. I remember when you emailed me about this and you mm-hmm. were like, hey, I've got breast cancer. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Like, how did you even find out? What? Well, I'll just give you the Reader's Digest version. Yeah. So sum it up for us. I found a lump myself. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage every woman out there to get to know your body and do your own breast exams. Mm-hmm. That's how I found it. Um, I was on the birth control pill for a long time. And I decided to go off of it. I, I was 40 years old. And my doctor said, you know, you've been on it a long time. Maybe you should give your body a break. I said, yeah, 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 I think so. And he said, and and by the way, you should start getting mammograms. You're 40. I said, okay, yeah, whatever. 
got the prescription for the mammogram, threw it on my desk, didn't think twice about it. I went off the pill. Two and a half weeks later, I find a lump. It was like one day I had no lump, the next day I had a lump. And, you know, I'm convinced it had something to do with my pill. I think my hormones just went crazy. I'm sure it had been there a long time. And maybe, you know, when my hormones started changing after I went off the pill, maybe it made it worse. I don't know. Um, But I know that my pill had something to do with it. Okay. So I would encourage everyone to not mess with your hormones, ladies. But anyway, that was a huge shock. Went to the doctor, had biopsies. It's cancer. Huge I mean, to say it's a shock, obviously, is an understatement. You know, I was not expecting that. I'm really young, you know. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Considered very young to have breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And up until that time, I wasn't really balancing my life very well. I was working super, super hard. When I was diagnosed, I had to stop and really think about my life. I had to really change everything, you know. And also, what I do for a living and what you do for a living, too, it's yeah. really... You have to give a lot of it's yourself. A lot of giving. You know, yeah. you really are taking care of people all the time. Yes. You know, I'm very much caretaker. I think you yeah. are too. Yeah. In my personal life, in my work life, yeah. you know, you make sure everything's perfect for everybody. You know, nobody has to ask for anything. You're a step ahead of everyone all the time. And that takes a toll on you. You don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And so I finally had to stop and say, okay, it's time to take care of myself. That was something I had to learn how to do. Yeah. I really didn't know how to do it. At 40 years old. At 40 years old. I really never learned how to take care of myself. And in a way, not to sound cheesy or cliche, but it was really a blessing, you know, because my life is so much better now. Yeah. And it forced me to take a break from work. Like, I obviously didn't work for a couple months. I mean, I had it all happened super fast. You go, like, biopsy, mammogram, MRI. Okay, your surgery's in two weeks. You know, I had two surgeries. I had a partial lumpectomy. No, a partial mastectomy slash lumpectomy so they removed the lump but they had to remove like half of one of my breasts and maybe not half maybe a third yeah but still yeah that's I had to have two surgeries to do it quite a big deal um so obviously I couldn't work it was really tough recovery but um lucky for me everyone in my life totally rallied and took care of me yeah and it was really great and I just said to myself I am not going to stress anymore about work. I'm just not going to. If I find myself stressing, I'm just going to stop. Annie, thank you for doing this. I know this was so hard because it's way out of your comfort zone. <laughs> well, doing interviews and this kind of thing is normally excruciating for me because you and know. talking about your work life and your clients, I never like do. you hate it. <laughs> but I love you and I appreciate it so much. Well, I love you even more. <laughs> I love you the most and that's why I was happy to do this. And I totally believe in you and support you and think you're thank amazing you. and everyone should subscribe to everything you're oh doing. Oh my God. I don't know how to subscribe to most of the things you do but you young people out there subscribe away (laughs) I encourage you to follow Kelly in all of her endeavors oh I love you Um, Okay, you guys, I'm going to do a recap on VelvetsEdge.com. You can see that this week. And Annie, again, thank you so much. My pleasure. We have so much to come. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.